Hello everybody, we're back on Zeal, and my name is John, and this is Mulu. How are you today, Mulu? I'm fine, thanks God. Amazing. Mulu is a really cool lady. To, to just explain why Mulu is so cool, I'll tell you a little bit about how we met. And it was the winter of 2014, and I was living in an East Toronto neighborhood with some other guys. We lived on the 12th floor of this building. Sometimes, late at night, I would be up at like 12 or one o'clock or something, and I, I would hear this you know, crying and yelling coming from above us. And I thought, oh no, this sounds like some family is having a fight or something. That's really sad. And then one day I met a, a lady named Sara in the lobby and we got talking and she's like, oh wow, actually I follow Jesus too. And we have a prayer meeting in this building. And me and my friends were like, no way. So we went to Sarah's prayer meeting a few times and Sarah, Mulu, and some other friends were there. Yeah. Started at nine o'clock and Sarah and Mulu just were, you know, face down on their couch, just praying to God for the kingdom of God in Canada, for, you know, revival, for, you know, the, this generation of young people to know Jesus and be free and full of life. The crying and yelling sounds we had been hearing was Mulu and her friends yeah. praying late into the night. Yeah. We kind of like walked out at 11 o'clock and uh, but they were kept going and you guys usually go past midnight or something like that? Sometimes two. Sometimes two in the morning. Yeah. Okay, crazy. Not only that, but Mulu and her community also have a prayer meeting every week at their church on Friday nights, and uh, twice a month, they have an all night time of prayer and worship together for praying for similar kinds of things. Yes. So that's just incredible. Um, that is such a blessing to Canada and the church here and this city and country. So thank you so much for that, Mulu. Really appreciate it. And when it came to zeal, it was just a no brainer. Like, wow, how on earth? did Mulu and her friends get so passionate about Jesus and the kingdom of God? And how can we be more like Mulu? <laughs> and so the only way really is to ask her and find out. And Mulu's mother tongue is actually Amharic, which is a language from Ethiopia. Yeah. I'm gonna ask the questions in English. Mulu is gonna answer them in Amharic. And then we have a fellow Moses who is gonna translate Mulu's responses in real time. So Mulu was born in 1963 in Ethiopia yes. and then around 1980 moved to Sudan due to I guess some conflict in Ethiopia. Yes, it was war, war fighting. Yeah, all right. So Mulu moved to Sudan and then in 1986 had a chance to move to Canada as a refugee. Yes. What was it like, you know, growing up in those years, you know, in the conflict in Ethiopia? and then you know, in your time in Sudan. What was your family life like and what did you learn about God? Back in those days, we used to just go to church all the time religiously, but we didn't know anything about the Word of God. God was just a religious thing that I did because everyone else was doing it. I didn't actually know anything about God until I came to Canada. It wasn't really an ordinary thing for a female to walk around carrying a Bible or read the Bible. They just were just told what's in there and we just kind of repeat everything. Okay, so you came to Canada then in 1986 and how did you, you know, start reading the Word of God and what was that like? 
This one lady tried to talk to me about God, but I didn't know anything, and so she explained things to me, and then she gave me a Bible, and then when I read it, I was finally able to understand who God was. Who did you find God to be when you were reading the Bible? We all had some kind of an understanding that there was a God out there somewhere, but we didn't know anything about his relationship that he wants to have with us. We didn't know about the person of Jesus Christ. We didn't know about the gift that Jesus was to the world. We didn't know the value that Christ played in redeeming humanity and connecting them back to God. God was just an abstract idea that we all knew existed. Once I found out who Jesus was, um, I got this hunger that I can't explain. I got this thirst to want to follow him and uh, this desire. I don't know where it came from, I just wanted to give everything I have for him. The Bible says in the book of John that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And so I guess because the Holy Spirit entered into my life, the more that I know God and the closer I get to him, the more I want to know God. And the more I read my Bible, the more he reveals himself about me, about himself to me, and I just want to know him more and more and more. And then in 1995, you met a guy named Pastor Zacharias who introduced you to a larger community and some other people that you prayed with? We went to a camp where we all got um, like discipled and from that point on um, we created a little community of new Christians and we all encouraged each other and he led us. The things that I read and the things that I saw in the church, it matched up. I read about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and prophecies and stuff and that's what I saw in church. So it was exciting because what I read became real life. What did you and this community see God do around you through the Word of God and prayer? I saw a lot of people's lives get changed, people that, um, that needed healing, that needed something in their life to be fixed so that they can just break out of a bondage of some type. I literally saw it with my own eyes happening. The more that uh, we got closer to God, the more God changed all these people that I knew from one person to a completely different person. My son, Johannes, he used to have asthma. And uh, I used to buy him a puffer all the time so that he can breathe properly or else he would die without it. And one day, like, it just hit me that why don't I just believe in God to heal him? So I threw away the puffer in faith and to this day he's perfectly fine. There was a story recently of one person that I work with, she experienced a loss in the family like recently and because of that she had a lot of just uh, nightmares and torment and just uh, mental stress and depression. When she couldn't sleep properly, she couldn't eat, she couldn't think um, and so I prayed for her a lot and um, I just really asked God to intervene in her life and just take care of her and God healed her, she's not on medication anymore and she accepted Christ into her life. What else do you and Sarah and your friends pray for when you have these prayer meetings? One of the biggest things that we pray for is for the younger generation because there's a lot of young people who don't know God and because of that a lot of people will go into bondage without even knowing it. There's a lot of brokenness and a lot of hurt and pain that uh, young people cover up by trying to act cool or fit into society or something. What's your hope for this generation of young people? I believe that every young person was created for a purpose and God knows that purpose. So I want every young person to be connected to God so they can be connected to their purpose so they're not wasting their life. Hmm. We also talked a lot leading up to this about the kingdom of God. Is that something else that 
seems, you know, you and the church here pray a lot about. How can the kingdom of God come in Canada? And what does that look like? The Bible says that the whole earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Um, we love Canada. We believe that God has a plan for this country. God's going to do something amazing in this country. Um, we're not here by accident. Um, the Bible says that for God so loved the world. That includes Canada. So we're going. As long as we're living here, our job is to make sure that God is welcome here. Our job is to make sure that God is glorified in this country. Um, that God will do amazing things in this country. That He will lift up this country as a nation that knows God and loves God and worships God. Hmm. Amen. How does the kingdom of God affect, you know, a city and people's everyday lives in the city? We need to understand that um, if we're not welcoming the kingdom of God, we need to understand that the kingdom of the devil is at work. So in order to kick out the kingdom of the devil, we need to bring in the kingdom of God. And when the kingdom of God comes, peace comes, uh, rest will come, entire blessings of heaven will come. Um, in the schools, in the government, in our workplaces, in society as a whole, it's when we bring in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, that's when we'll see things change. And the kingdom of darkness is doing things like keeping people in bondage and addicting people to things and making us not forgive each other, things like that. How does Jesus bring about the kingdom of God? Jesus said, it's better that I go so that the Comforter could come to you. So when Jesus died and rose and went up to heaven, he gave us the most beautiful gift Ever. He gave us himself in every single one of us. So because of that, as the Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, now we can actually see that happening in the world today. Um, if it wasn't for Jesus, everything would just be theoretical. Nothing would be happening. What would you recommend to you know a group of people who wanted to stay passionate about Jesus over time and stay focused on prayer, you know, praying many times a week over time? How would you recommend staying focused on that? The first thing we need to understand is the importance of the Word of God. Because the Word of God will direct us, the Word of God will guide us, it will make sure that we're, we're being discipled properly, we're not doing our own thing and then stamping God's name on it. It's by the Word of God that our passion, our discipline will be executed properly and uh, given the momentum that it needs so that we don't give up tomorrow. What does your daily walk with God look like, and how do you spend time with God? The Bible says in the book of Joshua that we need to meditate on the Word of God day in and day out. It's because of that that um, whether it's in the morning or in the evening or in the middle of the day, I just do my best to stay connected to Him. It's, oh, it's a constant awareness that God is involved today. God is involved in my day. So right before I go to sleep, I read a little something just to say, Hey God, I know you're here. And in the morning, I'll read a little something just to say, Okay God, I'm here with you today. You're here with me, right? It's just a constant awareness that I'm with Him and he's with me and I stay connected to him and that's what sustains me and then pray like crazy with other followers of Jesus late into the night and overnight sometimes and other things like that prayer is a lifestyle um, what when I'm with my friends and stuff outside and we go and pray and have overnight prayers and it's just a continuation um, even this morning I woke up I prayed I made sure I prayed for this video thing that we're doing I prayed because I wanted to make sure that this is done for the glory of God that God is gonna use it he's gonna be glorified in it so in everything that I do I just make sure I stay connected to God I pray pray and then when I go outside it's easy to just continue that flow no matter who I'm 
same way. Hmm. Amen. So there you have it, the story of Mulu and how she got to know Jesus and how her and Sarah and others got so fired up about praying. That is all for now. Um, you can stay in touch with us until the next conversation with an inspiring follower of Jesus on our Instagram and Facebook at Zeal Podcast. You can subscribe for these interviews on the YouTube channel, iTunes, and Google Play. You can also send an email to ask at zealpodcast.org and ask any questions about the life of Mulu, just things that came to mind while Mulu was sharing here. And um, yeah, and also, you know, I think it would be really cool if some of us started prayer meetings weekly for the kingdom of God in Canada, like Mulu and Sarah and her friends do. So, and uh, maybe we can connect again sometime and just talk more about how to pray and how we can, you know, battle the kingdom of darkness in Canada and bring about the kingdom of God. So thank you again, Mulu, and thanks for listening and see you again next time. Thank you.